This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Wakey, wakey, it's Joy Weekend Breakfast on Joy 94.9. Paul Orlando's Weekend Breakfast on Joy 94.9. Paul's away and we've got this talented Steve Pennells keeping the chair warm. And you know what? I've kind of snuck away and trying to get all academic here. Joining me now is James Newton, a PhD candidate from the University of Queensland. Folks, first of all, if you've got little ears in the back of the car or in the lounge room, maybe send them out because this interview involves some, I guess, grown up, you know, adult concepts. We're going to be talking about intimacy. We're going to be talking about grown up movies, if you know what I mean. All right, I'm counting you down. Four, three, two, one. Hey, James, thanks for catching up with me to talk about the often unexplored and researched topic of your PhD studies titled Experiences of Intimacy, Pornography and Sex Education Among Men Who Have Sex With Men. What the? Can you explain? What is this? Hey, Andrew. Um, it's it's certainly an unusual topic. And mm. if I had a dollar for every time someone's asked me about my research and had a what the moment. Yeah, so You'd be rich. certainly I would be. Able- my research is really quite interested in gay pornography and the role that it has in the lives of men who are sex with men. And that includes people who identify as gay, bisexual, queer, as well as heterosexual men who also have sex with men. And it started out with me wanting to look at sex education and recognizing that sex education for sexual minorities isn't usually very inclusive. It's not very informative. It's not terribly useful. And Did you have the condom on the banana? Like, with, I don't know, like our age, our <laughs> generations are a little different, I'm guessing. But, you know, my, my sex education at grade six and year seven was pretty much condom on a banana. Yeah, yeah. We, we totally had the condom on the banana. We had the, for me in my schooling, I had all about heterosexual folks. Yeah. What happens when you want to have oh, a yeah. baby? What happens yeah. when... Unwanted pregnancy and, and straight stuff. Totally, yeah, which was great for the straight kids, great for everyone who that's how they identified, that was their experience, and that's the direction that they were going to go with their lives. And then for those of us who were sitting there going, I don't feel quite the same way about girls. I feel a bit differently about guys. It leaves you wondering, makes you go, okay, well, what about me? As a academic in my other job, we often go into a academic study like a PhD with Mm -hmm. hypotheses already formulating in the back of our head, like what we think the results might be or what it might tell us. Have you, what's in your head, mate? It's a really good question. I have a couple of hypotheses. Um, One of them is if you don't have good sex ed, you don't have good relationship education when you're younger. You don't get it from school, from families, from your friends. Maybe you're looking for that information in other places. That could be the internet or it could be gay porn. And we kind of need to check out does gay porn actually do a good job of this or a bad job of this? Is there even anything in gay porn that we want to learn about? in terms of sex and relationships? That's such a good question because I was fortunate enough to interview ages ago a um, male adult performer. He basically said, Ando, if you had any idea of the staging that went on, it is the most unintimate thing that you've ever experienced. Sure. And so, it's still like a performance, if, right? It's a performance. It's acting. And so if that's, if that's my education to intimacy, 
crikeys, I'm, I'm kind of trying to be an actor or, or trying to yeah. do stuff that perhaps is staged with five crew behind me, which hopefully if I'm being intimate with someone I give a, a lot about, I kind of don't want five people behind me. And let's face it, most gay porn is not there to actually be educational. It's there for a different reason. It's there to be... Stimulate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gratifying. It's something that is largely intended to assist people in their sexual interests. So, yeah, that was one of the first questions that we wanted to explore. Uh, What does this even look like in gay porn? I did a content analysis of gay porn, which... Yes, meant that I had to watch a whole lot of gay porn. Sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face in. Um, Okay, so you had to do your research? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine asking your classmate, James, like, hey, Greg, any chance you want to work on me with this project? I've got to do some. Yes, it was certainly an interesting research idea. I honestly did not expect that that was where my research was going to take me when I first started out. It was incredibly informative because... We did learn a lot about gay porn out of that project. We, we learned that there actually is quite a lot of physical intimacy and quite a lot of verbal intimacy depicted in gay porn. Uh, and we can't compare that to heterosexual porn because we weren't looking at heteroporn okay. and it hasn't been compared in the same way. So we don't know how that kind of balances out with heteroporn. It taught taught us some really interesting lessons about the fact that not only is there physical and verbal intimacy in gay porn, it doesn't matter if the performers are tops or bottoms. They both tend to engage in intimacy fairly equally. Is that different Uh, to um, cis-straight porn in terms of, and that's just my understanding, is that it's often hmm. that we see aggression and dominance. So, you know, whether it's touching of the throat or head or force, then... Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? That it's kind of different in men that have sex with men? Good question. I'm getting all awkward with the words. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good question. It's been hard to do the comparison of what is Because you didn't study straight porn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, But God, that's um, your next PhD. Can you have two? Can you be a double (laughs) doctor? Yeah. If I wanted to go down another six, seven year journey, totally. Yeah, sure. Um, We'll just add that to the to-do list. Look, uh, in terms of what we did look at, what we found, yes, there's definitely some aggression um, and some victimization present in gay porn, mm-hmm. but it's quite rare. Out of 220 videos that we sampled and looked at in terms of the most popular videos, yeah. less than 10% of that had any kind of victimization or aggression present. All right. How did you pick the 200 and something videos? Or I've got to ask. Everyone's wondering. Yeah. How did you yeah, pick? Yeah. So we went with uh, the most popular videos on the most popular platforms, which at the time was Xvideos. Oh, so most viewed. Hub. That makes sense. Yes. And because we wanted to know if there was verbal intimacy and because I only speak English, unfortunately, I would like to speak more languages. It would have helped. Uh, we only sampled English speaking videos as a result. Okay. So, and that gave us a pretty broad sample still in terms of getting an idea of different types of porn, but it was a way of assuming that this is the stuff that people watch. So this study, again, a kind of hypothetical question of when it's released and your findings appear reviewed, what are you hoping to to contribute to the field of intimacy or the field of the rainbow? I don't know. So where I'm at now is I want to know what are the experiences of sex 
ed and relationship education. If you grew up in Australia or you live in Australia, what is your experience of sex ed? What's your experience of watching porn? And what does that have to do with your relationships? Does it affect your relationship satisfaction, your sexual satisfaction? If you didn't have good school sex ed, didn't get much information from your family, are you getting it from somewhere else? Your study sounds incredible. And with any study, the most important thing is having people, having data, right? Yeah. Otherwise, what are you analyzing? How do people find out about this research piece and how can they get involved? And is it anonymous? Great questions. I would be wondering the same if I just heard about it. Absolutely. It is confidential and anonymous. Uh, it has ethics approval as well for anyone who's wondering about that. Cool. It's an online survey. It takes about 10, 15 minutes to complete. And is the inclusion criteria is anyone who identifies as gay, bisexual, queer, and is male and lives in Australia. James, it's been incredible to talk to you. I, I think this is a it's a, taboo topics are always a bit awkward. And I sort of started this interview feeling a bit squirmy going, making sure young voices aren't around. But also, let's just talk about this stuff. And even more so, let's research it and find out what impacts it's having. So congratulations on the work that you're doing. I can't wait to read your findings. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited to see what we find. So thank you so much for having me along. It's been uh, great to talk with you about my research. You're welcome. Thanks for swinging past Joy Weekend Breakfast. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast. Brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.